1: I'm Laura Hathaway, and you are listening to Gospel Tangents.
0: It's the best
2: source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. I'm excited to learn a new Book of Mormon Geography Theory. It's called the Delmarva Peninsula Theory, and uh, we're going to be speaking with Laura Hathaway about it. Now Delmarva stands for Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. So it's on the East Coast, uh, kind of the Chesapeake Bay area. Um, It kind of ties in with Heartland a little bit. And so uh, Laura's going to tell us more about this. You won't want to miss this conversation. Check it out. Welcome to Gospel Tangents. I'm excited to have an amazing Book of Mormon expert. And she's got a new, at least new to me, Book of Mormon theory that I've never heard of. Um, So could you tell us your name? And do you have a name for your theory?
1: Um, Laura Hathaway is my name and the theory does not have a name. I'm just going to call it the right Book of Mormon land for now.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you a name. I think it should be called the Delmarva Peninsula Theory.
1: Yes. Because,
2: well, it was funny because I was like, Delmarva, what the heck is that? that? So tell tell us why it's called Delmarva.
1: So Delmarva is taking... Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia, and combining it because it has all three states in that peninsula. And my theory is a little bit different than the regular Delmarva theory that's been out since the 90s at least um, because I'm encompassing some extra land that makes everything make sense, that makes everything flow perfectly. So it's the Delmarva extended version theory. The
2: extended Delmarva. So, there, <laughs> yeah. so you're the second to goer of this. I at least are There's at
1: least two people ahead of me. There was... Um, a student at BYU, he was a nursing student in 1996, I believe. Mm-hmm. There was an article in BYU newspaper, and he, th- yeah, so he, he proposed it there. And then uh, Franklin Reed has a book out, and you can find it on Amazon, and he um, says it's the Delmarva Peninsula, just the Delmarva Peninsula, so it's See, not exactly my theory.
2: This is funny so. because I feel like I'm kind of a Book of Mor- I'm the Book of Mormon geography expert, but I never yeah. heard about it until month or two ago when you emailed me and said, yeah. hey, I got I a theory. A <laughs> and I was like, what? I've never heard of this one. And I love it because it's a peninsula. Mm-hmm. It's in the United States. Yes. And uh, so tell us, so so Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, it's kind of that area. It's a yeah. little north of Florida. Yep. So tell us, tell us more about it. And so, how did you, how did you decide that that was the Book of Mormon land?
1: So the, my, it was actually my dad and my brother that, that my brother looked at a map. My dad and I were both looking at, Book of Mormon geography, and we were leaning towards Mesoamerica. And I um, just had my twins, and so I was reading the Book of Mormon. I wasn't on Facebook yet; I didn't know what to do with my with my fancy new phone. And so I was reading the Book of Mormon a lot, and I just started wondering, well, how does this fit in? I want to see it on a map. And so we started looking at Meso places, and I discussed it with my dad. And then my brother one day just looked at the map, and he's like, "Hmm, what about right there? You know, that fits. You know, surrounded by water. Looked at the Delmarva, and..." So we started looking at it and it doesn't, the problem with Delmarvin, why you probably haven't heard of it is because people dismiss it. There's not, the mountains, it's a very flat peninsula and so we have hills in the Book of Mormon and there has to be a river Sidon and there's rivers, but they're not really going north, south direction Um, and just the size of it. How would you not see Zarahemla? If you're going from the land of Nephi, how do they miss it completely? So, it's been dismissed so fast, and that's probably why a lot of people don't know about Delmarva theory. Um, And my dad, he's always, he just thinks outside the box, and he just started looking around, and he saw on the other side of the Chesapeake Bay that that land fits. And so, he he just, I don't know, he just has a different mind, and he started reading the scriptures, assuming that this is the land, and started pinpointing where the, the towns would be and things just started falling into place and so eight years later here we are and have our have our wonderful theory
2: (laughs) now let (laughs) me ask you quickly because i'm sure (laughs) some people are going to be interested in it will want to check out do you have a website
1: i do have a blog that i started a year ago and i'm not a blogger so i think it's bomland.blogspot.com okay my blog so far so
2: people can check it out
1: yeah and i've got oh i think two months worth of posts i think i had maybe 10 posts on there that, that gives you a feel for what it is. Okay. Ask me questions after you've read that. So
2: well, there's cool. maps
1: on there so you can see what I'm talking about.
2: So one of the things I remember you pointed out to me was it's a north-south peninsula. Yes. Because Meso kind of looks east-west, yeah. and they have you know they have these spawn. explanations for yeah. why that's okay. But, yeah, right. it seems like north-south is, is makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so what are the other advantages to Delmarva uh, Peninsula?
1: The big one I discovered was that the the peninsula, that area itself is below what's called a fall line. So there's an elevation change. A fall
2: line, not fall. a fault line. Yeah,
1: F-A-L-L line is what they call it. Like geologists call it a fall line. And it's just a distinct um, change in elevation. So right above that, you have a more hilly area. That it's called the Pedimont area. And when you're walking, if you're hiking, if you go down from that area down into the land, you will see different ecology. You see different animals. Um, you are obviously know that you're in the coastal land. And so the sound southward is more of a coastal land. Above it is more hills, um, but it's distinct. Like people said that they can tell when they become when they come into that land. And Mormon, you know, they talk about like we, we came into the land southward. It's not like they looked at a map and go, oh, yeah, now we're in the land southward. They, like, knew just by walking that they were there.
2: Like, okay, so because so of very, this fall line, there's a very different geography.
1: Yeah, geography, geology, all, I mean, ecology, just it's different. It's distinct.
2: Now, would we say yeah. it's kind of a Mediterranean-type climate?
1: Yeah, more so, more so than anywhere else. It's definitely more temperate. Like, it doesn't get as hot in the summer. It doesn't get as cold in the winters because of where it's located. So. So like I know the Baja i heard I heard that interview or I read that book about the Baja and that's that's the big thing is it's more Mediterranean, and so this fits okay. more that because
2: I know so. the South America experts, and i still I'm having a hard time I thought I had somebody lined up, but it didn't work out so uh um one of the big things they say for South America is Lehi brought seeds, and they yes. planted them, and that doesn't work so well in colder climates and, and things like that. So, like, I don't know, what do they have My olive trees and things like that? Do they have that around I there? I think they
1: have olive trees, and, and I don't know. You know, they planted them, and they grew abundantly. We don't know which ones took off and which ones they continued on with. But we do have barley, and I think that is a big thing uh-huh. for them as the Meso people, might not have as, but the, yeah, they call it little barley, but they still, they grew it in the colonial times. Um, Instead well of maize documented. and
2: corn? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> they did all, yeah, they did those. And they were they were farmers, you know, they had just like in the Book of Mormon, how they they had bread for Jesus. You know, they obviously were agricultural people and and these people were too. Okay, so, of, of them
2: so this leads to what so, kind of Indians live in the Delmarva Peninsula, because I'm not yeah. familiar with it at all. So
1: what's interesting is, all of the East Coast Indians believe that they were descendants from the Lenape Indians. They're called the Lenape is called the Grandfather Tribe, and they're from Delaware. They're, they're the Delaware Indians or the Lenape Indians. You can Google that. That's like out there. Like multiple sites say that they're the Grandfather Tribe. Um, and then there's obviously like lots of splits, but you have. The Mantaponi, I like that one because I thought Manti, it's not spelled the same, but there's a Mantaponi Indians in that area. There's the Piscataway, the, um, oh, I'm blanking, but yeah. So there's there's just this group that was descended from the Lenape. And even as you go up the coast, they say that they're descendants from the same tribe that originated from the Delmarva. And I, and I know this is probably, people are going to not like this, but I like Lenape. It's like the same syllables as Lamanite. Like it starts with an L and I know that's like pushing it, but you can't like ignore it. <laughs> There's at least an L and it starts. So All it's right, a grandfather well, tribe. Sounds like Lamanite to me.
2: <laughs> I really need to get uh, Brian Stubbs on because he's done a lot of work. Um, I know with the Uto-Aztecan Languages, yeah. and supposedly that's kind of related to
1: mm, Hebrew, not I guess. At all. Yeah,
2: so and then. Uh, but it is
1: interesting that Lenape is pronounced differently from different tribes. So even though that's how I'm saying that, that's how it's kind of said now, like other tribes would pronounce it slightly different. So we don't know how it was originally said either. either. Okay. So, and so you haven't had any language studies on it yet? <laughs> not, not like that, no.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So what else? Tell us more about your theory.
1: Okay, so I have like a list of all the great things about my theory. Um, The distances between, okay, so you have a day's journey that's on the between like the East Sea and the and the the West Sea for Bountiful, Mm -hmm. Um, and if you go across the peninsula, you get a reasonable distance. It's like you know between fourteen and twenty miles, Um, and then there's a, a reference to a day and a half's journey, right? And it says it's from the, the east to the West Sea. And what I propose is that follows the fall line. So it says the day and a half's journey is between the land bountiful and the land desolation. So the land southward and the land northward. And there's a, it says the line between them. And we have the fall line, so it even has line in the word. But it, that distance is closer to... Between 35 and 40 miles, which would be more of a day and a half's journey. So I think that's really cool that they have a distinct line between the land southward and the land northward that gives you the right distances. And you can have a shorter day's distance if you're down in the peninsula that would be more of a military, you know, defensive line across the peninsula. Um, let me just refer to my notes, all the cool stuff I have here. So, one reason our theory is so amazing is that there's a reference to the sea that divides the land. And what we propose is the Chesapeake Bay is the sea that divides the land southward. So you have um, on the peninsula itself, on the Delmarva, what we propose is you have the city of Nephi, a lot of like Lamanite cities over there. And then you have Bountiful above that, that would be below, just right below the narrow neck. And then above that would be Desolation. And then there's the sea. So, the, so that's the east shore in, shore, right? And then on the west shore, of the Chesapeake is where you're going to find Zarahemla and then below Zarahemla you would still have eventually like when you're reading the word chapters you have Lamanites that have come over there at that point so they're below that area too so they're on the the Delmarva and you have Lamanites on below Zarahemla I even propose that they're on the other side of the West Sea and so when you have attacks with Helaman coming from the West Sea they're coming from that area too so they've expanded out Nephites have expanded up and um, yeah, so that's where I get the sea that divides the land. I think that's so perfect. So what so what's kind of confusing and and my dad came up with this version and it and it didn't make sense because I've always thought of an hourglass. You have to have the land southward now that the John Sorenson, right? Well, yeah, well the Harlanders
2: just throw that thing out. They don't. Care.
1: <laughs> no, but if you're reading even people make internal maps so It's like it has to be this way. But if if you read the if you follow the map and read every verse, it fits perfectly to how it's phrasing things. You have um, this is another thing people don't like, but it's got the east. It's got an east sea and a west sea, and then the Chesapeake Bay is going to be a west sea t- on, from the city of, Le- of Nephi, but it'll be an east sea from Zarahemla. So that that can't be a proper name. I know some people like it, east sea and west sea to be proper names, but it's just where you are is the sea east or the sea west of you. So they say I'm from Zarahemla, and we have built stuff on the east sea. That's the Chesapeake Bay, but then in, in Alma 22 it says. You know, if we're, if we're talking about the West Sea from Nephi, then that's going to be Chesapeake Bay also. But that's the land that divide or the, the sea that divides the land, is the Chesapeake Bay.
2: Okay, so because yours is a little different, I'm, I'm glad you showed me a couple things before we, we turned the camera <laughs> picture on. Picture speaks
1: a thousand words. We need to put a <laughs> picture up here, and I can stop talking.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I took a couple pictures, so we will probably be popping them, them in there. right here okay. shortly, um, because. I, I think most people think of the hourglass shape. Yeah. And and so yours is a little different because the Delmarva Peninsula and what do you call the, where Zarahemla is?
1: I would just say the West Shore. Well,
2: area. what would that be in the modern today? That would just oh, be Maryland. Virginia? Yeah. Maryland. Yeah. So that's Maryland. Yeah, so you've it's got. Right
1: by, it's right by Washington, D.C., which is interesting. I have Zarahemla within 20 miles of Washington, D.C. So oh, wow. that's how close these are. Wow. Washington would be in the land northward.
2: Okay, so all of that is the land. So you don't. It's not like the peninsula is divided in half. The yeah. entire peninsula is the land southward, and then the land northward goes up even into Ohio and New York. It looks like right the Finger Lakes yeah, region. Finger is that Leagues right? Be,
1: yeah, and 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 archaeologists have shown there's a there's a place called Pig's po- pig point?
2: Pick point.
1: Pig Point. And pig Point. Pig. Yeah, I keep saying pigs, but it's pig. It's right where I have. Um, the head of Sidon is where they did a, a dig in, the, in. I think it was 2000 or yeah, 2009. I believe is where they started through 2014, and they discovered um, so many like I think like 700,000 artifacts in that area, just in that area. So it was highly populated. What was your question before? I feel like I'm going off subject a little. Well, what was we the
2: the entire um, peninsula is yeah. the land southward, and then the land northward is everything above the fall line, right? Yeah. Uh, even up into Ohio and New York. Oh, that's where I was going
1: with it. Okay, so they found that there's trade going on with the Ohio Valley and the, like the Finger even so, overlap, overlap found, with
2: yeah. with Heartland.
1: <laughs> but they, but it, yeah, because it does. Because they, and they found that that the Chesapeake. They said that must be like a major trading place because we have all these people coming through here, and and you know there's the, this. Um, blade that was 10 inches long that they found and lots of copper beads. And um, so they've like... I think it, it was actually in the 30s where they first made that proposal that there was this trade going on, but then they have found lots of evidence that for sure there was trade going on with... So all those Nephites that went to Ohio, you know, they're coming. There's, they're still tough. They're going out and they're coming back and, and there's evidence of that in that area okay. right by Sidon.
2: Because so. it seems to me... Because uh, I want to get distances. So yeah. uh, So the, the Delmarva Peninsula... How long is that approximately? Oh,
1: gosh. Okay, because what I had written down was like from the city of Nephi up to the Finger Lakes is a distance of 280 miles, okay. and um, the distance from the city of Nephi over to Zarahemla. Okay, I found Google Maps. Is, if you go
2: around the peninsula. If you go
1: around the peninsula, then it's 180 miles. Okay. And so John swordson proposed like if you're going to have, um, you, you need to have something that's less than two times the distance from the city of nephi to the uh to the land of many waters that it needs to not be a crazy distance
2: so what's the distance between across the chesapeake bay between is it the city of nephi and the land of zarahemla
1: yeah so the city of nephi and and zarahemla would be if you went straight across the bay it would be about 60 miles okay so
2: which is a good journey
1: it's a good journey and but if you get on the water i mean that's including the water and maybe you can go faster on the water okay um and if and yeah
2: but aren't you paddling on canoes and things like that that's, yeah, that's going to take some muscle
1: they will they, they know how to do it they're actually really good at it when john smith came that's what they were they were taking him or they took him up you know, up the Chesapeake and then up the Sus- Susquehanna River to, to another place. And they were really fast at it. And they even said, John Smith even has in his journals a like three-day journey. Like Pocahontas John Smith? Yeah. So this is interesting because um, you know how it talks about a man coming or in 2 Nephi, and we always say it's Columbus that came. John Smith actually fits better with that description because he came right to the land. He mapped out the land. The people thought him to be the leader. He wasn't the leader, but they, you know, they initiated him. The whole Pocahontas story, which they say Pocahontas did not save him, that they were initiated, they were like making him one of their chiefs and that she wouldn't have been there because that's not how, anyway, that's a different story. But um, yeah, so John Smith was in this land mapping out, he went up the Patuxent River, which I call Sidon, which is Sidon, and he went all around this land of the Book of Mormon. And, and then it, I even have this phrase that I've picked up on a couple different websites. So that are,
2: Pocahontas was Lenape? Is well, not
1: Lenape, but she was a descendant of the Lenape's. And yeah, she was. I think she was Manaponi. So. Okay. Sorry. Um, there's this quote that says... In 1608, John Smith, Captain John Smith, explored the Chesapeake Bay and sailed up the Patuxent River. His claim that heaven and earth never agreed better to frame a place for man's habitation lured many English colonists to America. And that's what the Book of Mormon says it says a man came and then all these people came after. And it was partly from his report is why people decided to come. Because if it wasn't for him, it, they would have all died. Like he was negotiating and sometimes stealing from the Indians to feed the colonists. Um, it would have fallen apart without John Smith. So I feel like that's a better description since Columbus never came, to, <laughs> to never set foot on you know North America. Oh, yeah. So just, that was a side, that was a tangent. But <laughs> what were we talking about? Well, we're talking about distances. OK, so distances. Yeah. So, how long is
2: the peninsula by the the way? The
1: peninsula itself, from the very bottom to the narrow neck, would be um, 170 miles approximately. Okay,
2: so you've got 170 miles, and then another 280 miles up to the Finger Lakes. Well, the the 280 that
1: I was telling you about is from the city of Nephi, because there's the place in the Book of Mormon where they sent people to go find Zarahemla, and they couldn't find it, and they ended up in this land of many waters, and ended up with some records that. yeah, so, you know, the Jaredites, they saw the destruction. They thought that the, the land of Zarahemla had been destroyed, but it was actually the Jaredites. So that distance from the city of Nephi up to the Finger Lakes is um, 280 miles, approximately, as the crow flies.
2: And how far down the peninsula is Nephi from the fall line?
1: It's about, so I have city of Nephi to the top of Delmarva is about 70 miles. 70 miles, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, interesting so
1: uh so they would have landed in the south lehi and then they would have journeyed probably 50 miles up to the city of nephi so they were far enough away that they were safe but they were still having wars within a generation or two correct so they couldn't have been too far away they couldn't be found but so a distance of 50 miles is sufficient to be safe to get away from his brothers but then within a few generations within a generation or two they're having these wars with the lamanites and nephites were already having wars so okay. I think that fits perfectly. Okay. The distances. What
2: else do we have? How many to get all the advantages? I know. I probably I'll won't get it to all out.
1: Okay. So let me refer to some things I have here. Um, so we talked about barley. Um, the, there's the palisade val- villages. So they, you know, how it talks about they had timbers to protect the villages. But there's evidence of those. Um, there's a city that's. Um, in this book, so this is, I don't know if you can see this. So this is like a children's book, but I found so much good information in this. Okay. Um, it has like, what's it called? It's called, meet, oh, I'm going to put your name. N-A-I-C-H-E. Okay. (laughs) It has a pronunciation here. Um, it, it talks about how the, how they had, like the political, how it was set up is they had, um. Well, first off, there's like, it says the tribes had many kinds of chiefs for different purposes. Um, the head chief was called the Tayak. The Tayak had to work just as hard as everyone else, and he did not get to make decisions alone. Holy people and a council called the Makakomoko um, advised him. During times of peace, chiefs called Waisos helped the Tayak. So if you think about the Book of Mormon, we have... We have like secular leaders, and then we have religious leaders, and then we have war leaders. And I, did I already say that part about the war? So they had um, they had holy people that they conversed with. So Alma, like they said, they asked Alma where these people get across because he was the holy leader. They have um, just your secular leader, and then they have these chiefs, which you know Captain Moroni was one of the the, the chief. The would have been one of these war chiefs. Yeah. And they even have a name for it. So. Um, so sometimes people say, "Oh, they weren't; they didn't have the civilization. They didn't have the politicals. You know, Mesoamerica had enough people, and they had had it set up where they could have it, as is described in the Book of Mormon. But here, it's describing it exactly how it describes it in the Book of Mormon. Does that make sense?" Okay. So, so yeah. So you have all those chiefs, and then you have cities oh, and that.
2: This Niachi is from the Delmarva Peninsula yeah, area. So, yeah. Okay. So
1: Chesapeake it says a boy, a native boy from the Chesapeake Bay area. Okay. So. Um, he also references their, their cities, these towns. Well this is one of their larger ones that had like 3,000 people just in that one place. and then they, they had these um, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, so it says each town was politically linked to like like a bigger like this bigger place, this, this um, moyon, I think is how this city is pronounced. So there was these smaller towns, but they were politically linked, just like how Zarahemla, you know, was like their main city. But these other towns were politically linked to Zarahemla, so it's the same idea. And and so they have we have pictures of someone from it was this was, this picture is a colonialist drawing of it, but it has these palisade things over it, just like how they had timbers to protect them, set up, and, and they they're not just in teepees or whatever. You know, they have like these long houses. They're established people. So that's just a little bit about who these people are, from my perspective. Okay. From my, yeah. Cool.
2: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Laura Hathaway. In our next conversation, I'm going to ask her some of the skeptics' questions. Steel swords. What do you what do you think about that?
1: That's that's a hard one um, because there isn't a, there is so there is a place called. Iron Hill, just north of, this, right by the top of the Delmarva Peninsula. But in the peninsula itself, there's no metal. I don't know. The only thing that they could get it from is the Jaredites, because the Jaredites did live in that area. They could have been leaving things. They obviously had, you know, stuff that they had that could have been left over. I don't know why Nephi doesn't say I found something and then smoltered it down. But um, that is a problem that there's no, like, in that area, the metal. So you acknowledge that?
2: Thanks for listening to Gospel Tangents. If you'd like to support me, please subscribe at GospelTangents.com or on Patreon.com GospelTangents, or you can watch entire videos at YouTube.com GospelTangents. I really can't do this without your support. I'd love to do it full time, and I need a lot more people that are willing to, to help me out. So, I'd really appreciate that. So, thanks again for listening, and don't forget to check out some of our other videos